Welcome back to the KPL Podcast. I am your host, Jagisha. And I am your other host, Shannon. So Jagisha, I have a confession to make. I've never seen Rear Window. <laughs> what? what? Oh, no. A classic Hitchcock film? You missed it? Yeah, I know. So when we were talking to Riley, Riley for this episode, I, uh, I was like, I, I know what it's about. Obviously, it's so famous. I kind of know the overall themes of it and everything, but I've never actually seen it. I know everyone's surprised. I, I've actually only seen one Hitchcock film, and that's The Birds. <laughs> I know I am like so everyone's going to shame me now. I, I know I need to to really uh, get on top of my Hitchcock film watching. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I hope Riley can tell that I didn't know Rear Window. <laughs> Well, I will say this. I'm not always a big fan. Like Birds is not probably one of my favorites for Hitchcock. The best one he's done is Psycho, which is the one I would say if you, you should probably watch that one. If you haven't seen any Hitchcock films, then Psycho is really the one to watch. I know for sure. Right. So and speaking of Hitchcock and thrillers this week, we do have best selling and very popular mystery thriller writer Riley Sager on the podcast. And so we have a great interview with him about his new book. Uh, and-, and then we're also going to do a recommendation section on other thriller authors. So Shannon and I have dug into our reading lists and tried to find other authors that uh, do something similar to Riley. Let's get started. Riley was a great interview. Let's hear what he has to say about his new book. Our guest today is Riley Sager. His first novel... Final Girls was a national and international bestseller that has been published in more than two dozen countries and won the ITW Thriller Award for Best Hardcover Novel. Sager's subsequent novels, The Last Time I Lied, Lock Every Door, Home Before Dark, received the Crimson Scribe Award by Suspense Magazine. Riley is here to tell us about his latest thriller, The House Across the Lake. Welcome to the show. Hey there. Thanks for having me. So tell us about your newest book. So the house across the lake is the short version. The elevator pitch is rear window on a lake. And it's it's a woman named Casey. She's an actress. She got herself into a bit of um, bad publicity. And so she's kind of been banished by her mother to the family's lake house in Vermont. And there she meets Tom and Catherine Royce, this glamorous couple who live in the house across the lake. And just perfect this golden couple but the more casey learns about them and the more she watches them because she has a trusty pair of binoculars she uses to spy on them um the more she thinks that maybe there's not as perfect as it seems and then Catherine vanishes and casey thinks tom did it and that there's all types of no good things going on at that lake Nice. Yeah. I think my first thought was rear window as I was reading the the synopsis to the book. Um, and I'm a big mystery lover. So one of my favorite tropes is the unreliable narrative. So what made you decide to use this particular trope? And did you find it difficult to write uh, the unreliable narrator? Yeah, it's this is it's one of the weird things where like this kind of rear window esque story has been done many, many times, and it's been done very, very well. And so it's, okay, what do I bring to the table that's new and different? And one, like there's a mega twist in this book that kind of upends everything. But also it was, 
okay, the unreliable narrator, how do I make her my own? And like, what do I do that's fresh with this type of character? And so for Casey, like, I don't really consider her unreliable in the traditional sense. Like Mm -hmm. she is not lying to the reader. Mm -hmm. She's just omitting a whole lot of important details. (laughs) And so, (laughs) so it's, it's like lying by omission kind of. And I wanted to make her just an absolute train wreck, but a likable train wreck. Like, I do think that she is a likable person, even though she makes many questionable choices. And the best part about writing her was she has like this dry sense of humor. And so she's very witty and she's very funny. And so it was fun to be funny. But also it's a self-defense mechanism covering up like just this deep pain that she harbors. That's awesome. So it's an unreliable narrator of a train wreck of a person. (laughs) I love it. That sounds so awesome. I love those kind of narrators. What type of research did you have to do for this book, if any? I didn't do any because I was, I got the idea at a lake house in Vermont that just coincidentally is exactly like the lake house in the book. And (laughs) And like the lake in the book. Yeah, it it was intended to be a vacation. You know, it was middle of the pandemic. It's like, okay, we can't go anywhere really. So let's go to a lake house in Vermont. And while there, like the very first night, I poured myself a bourbon and I sat down on the porch right next to the water. And I looked at the houses on the other side of the lake and just started thinking about like, who lives there? What is their life like? What secrets do they have? And so- it clicked immediately, like rear window on a lake. That's going to be my next book. And so I spent so much of that week just plotting out the story and just doing research by like soaking in the atmosphere. I took so many pictures, like just random pictures of light fixtures in the house and like the porch (laughs) and the stairs and the different bedrooms and all of that kind of stuff, just because I knew it was going to be my reference point for what I was eventually going to write. Yeah. I mean, I could see a lake house being just the perfect setting for it. I mean, you've got a lot of different types of books you could do. It could be a, you know, a romance, a mystery, even horror. So it's, it's got a lot of diff- different directions that could, it could be taken. Yeah. And it's, it's, and I actually like, I kind of mix a little bit of all of those things together in this book where there, there is some, some romance and there is some just outright scary stuff. And so like it, lakes are generally not scary per se, but there's something creepy about a lake, you mm-hmm. know, like. I agree. Like I, I've Hollywood has come calling for this book and it's been amazing. And so I got to talk to like some directors and some producers. And like, one of them said, like, we all agree that like lakes are the scariest body of water. Right. And I'm like, yes, they are truly. They are for sure. I completely agree with that. Lakes are the scariest body of water. (laughs) And I think it's because you don't know what's down there. Like Mm -hmm. you cannot see. And so I made the lake in the book extra dark and extra deep just to give that sense of like, Ooh, what's, what's, what's hiding beneath the surface here. Now I've read that you're a fan of classic movies. So is there a film that you would uh, recommend pairing with this novel? No, I know you said rear windows with on a lake, but was there anything else you would recommend? Well, yeah, absolutely. Rear window. And then there's, there's another movie that, you know, influenced it but that's the spoiler part okay it's it's not it's it's not as well known as it should be like it's a very underrated film and if i say the title 
some people who've seen it will be like, oh, oh, okay. So I try not to say the title, but yeah. And your listeners are like, just tell us the damn movie. But <laughs> it's, it's, but yeah, no, there, no, there was another movie first. that, yeah, it's, yeah. but mostly Rear Window. Just, you know, read the book and then pop in Rear Window and have a good time. Awesome. Well, now everybody, after they read the book, will be trying to figure out what movie you're talking about. <laughs> they, they will. Yeah. And that's like, I've done interviews before where it, like, like, I can't say the movie and I know it's frustrating people right now, but I like people to be surprised. Like this is the book where it's probably your best not knowing anything about it when you start it. But obviously then there's nothing to talk about. And so I can't do like... <laughs> Right. A book yeah. tour promotional cycle being like, I can't tell you anything about this book. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of times that's what happens with mystery and thriller books. I mean, you don't want to give too much away or then the whole enjoyment of the novel is ruined. So, <laughs> yeah, but this one's been especially hard to talk about. It's like and when it gets like someone on Twitter, like actually tweeted something and I was like, hi, could you please delete that tweet? It's a little bit spoilery. And they were so nice. They did. They did. And I thank them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so your novels are famously twisty. And of course, The House Across the Lake is no different. How difficult is it to write a successful twist? It is super difficult. One, because it's expected. Like if I wrote a book and there wasn't a twist, readers would probably come to my house with pitchforks. And so like, there <laughs> needs to be a good twist. But also you need to play fair with the readers. It can't come out of left field. You have to plant the clues to give them at least a chance of figuring things out. But you can't make it too easy for them to figure it out because then it becomes boring. So it's this fine line that you need to walk every single time. Like make the clues, but hide them. But then when you get to the twist, let the reader think like, yeah, of course, it's this. And I should have seen this coming based on this. And so it's a very delicate balance. And sometimes it's hard to get right. And it requires some retooling or revision or just complete gutting of the novel and putting things, you know, replacing stuff. Every book is different. But that is the hardest part of the job is coming up with a satisfying twist that still shocks people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could imagine. So are you, uh, do you plot everything out or are you a pantser? I have to plot everything out. Like in order to get the twist to work that well, you do need to know when to lay the groundwork for things that come later. And so that's why plotting to me is invariable. It's so, so helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Any hints to what might be coming out next? I can't say like it's one because I'm still writing it like I'm a little bit behind on my deadline. Not a lot, but a little bit. But I I find that when I talk about an idea, it tends to like you see all the holes in it. Like you're like, oh, this, this is my great idea for my next book. And then you tell someone and they give you this blank stare like, oh, that's it. And so, <laughs> so it's, it's better to like not talk about it. And not have anyone else's opinion sort of like going through my head when I'm writing it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, for sure. You're just like, I thought it was a fantastic idea. <laughs> why are you right. looking and, at me like that? Yeah. Why are you, why are you not impressed? You should be applauding right now. And so yeah. it's, it's better to just not talk about it, just get it written and then let my editor be the one deciding like I'm impressed or mm, it needs work. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've had, I've had both situations with my editor where there is like genius, we're done, it's perfect. And 
this is good. (laughs) (laughs) And I know when I get that, like, this is ellipses. Good. We're like, okay, there's a lot of work still left to do. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, for our last question, uh, we do ask this um, of uh, most of our authors. What are you reading right now or what would you recommend we read? Um, I'm between books right now because when I'm writing, I don't read as much. And so like it always cuts into my reading time. The last book that I finished and it was super good is um, Hidden Pictures by Jason Reculak. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And it's fantastic. And there are pictures. There are lots and lots of illustrations. And it's just a wonderful, creepy book about a nanny and this kid that she's taking care of who draws pictures of his imaginary friend who is creepy as hell. (laughs) So. Sounds good. Sounds oh, nanny and kids. Another another good like uh, mystery plot device uh, just to like get the story set up. It's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, really enjoyable book. Our guest today is Riley Sayer. His novel, The House Across the Lake, is available right here at the Kirkwood Public Library and wherever thrilling, twisty books are sold. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thanks for having me. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. It's Jagisha jumping in here to give you the podcast summer reading challenge secret word. The word is ocean. Once again, the word is ocean. Thanks for listening and back to the show. You know, I am never going to look at a vacation at the lake the same way now after this interview. He is so right that lakes are creepy. So, <laughs> I mean, like, I love lakes, they're pretty and everything, but swimming in them is, is, I've never been one for like wanting to venture farther than probably waist deep into a lake just because, yeah, they're creepy. So perfect setting for his mystery uh, novel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very murky. And uh, yeah, I don't like it when I can't see my feet. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand people who are okay with being in the water and not being able to see the bottom. But <laughs> on that note, with mystery thrillers, I think we each have a, a couple of uh, other thriller writers that we think you might like. Did you want to go first, Jagisha? Sure. So a while back, I discovered this author. Her name is Sherry LaPena. And I kind of binged on her books because I got sucked in. And I thought, wow, I really love these books. They're so much fun to read. They're very fast paced. They're thrillers. And one of my rules when I really like a thriller writer is that they, I can't figure out who the, the, the killer is basically. So mm-hmm. usually, you know, I've, I read so many of these that I've gotten to the point where I can, you know, understand how the, the writer's written things and can kind of figure out, I'm like, okay, here's, you know, I'm assuming this is the killer. Sherry LaPena is, is very good at coming up with a, a twist, just like Riley. And uh, so I read three of her books. I read Someone We Know, An Unwanted Guest, and The Couple Next Door. Of the three, she's got a few others that I haven't gotten to yet, but my favorite one was An Unwanted Guest because it was a locked room mystery, also another trope that I really love. This is a group of people stuck in a snowstorm in a little bed and, uh, bed and breakfast place. Mm-hmm. And people start dying. <laughs> so, oh, so it's Aww. like, who is the killer? Mm-hmm. Aww, of course, ruining of the bed and breakfast experience with murder. 
Yeah, so bed and breakfast is another thing that I can't look at the same anymore because lakes and bed and breakfast. <laughs> As Jagisha goes through her reading history, she's like, man, I just can't go on vacation anymore because <laughs> all exactly. this murder could happen. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, well, uh, my first recommendation um, might be familiar to a lot of people, but um, actually both of my recommendations are YA mystery thriller writers. My first one is Karen M. McManus. Um, she is a best-selling author, very popular, especially with the teens, um, but even adults can enjoy her books. Her uh, first book, uh, One of Us is Lying, was actually made into a, um, I think it's on Peacock, uh, a TV series. So um, she's already ventured into the land of um, having her books adapted to television. My favorite of hers is called Two Can Keep a Secret. Um, it's a standalone. I believe it was their second book. And uh, it's about this girl and she goes, she moves to this small town America that her mom grew up there. And when her mom and her twin sister were teens, um, her mom's twin sister disappeared. Um, and they just, so they move back there and she kind of realizes that the town may seem perfect, but a lot of people are hiding secrets. It goes along and of course there's danger and then she'll eventually figure out what has been going on in the town all these years with its dark underbelly, even though it looks like a picture perfect little American town. So another yes. to add to my list to avoid <laughs> <laughs> small towns yes so um that one I I loved that one but she has so many great books out um one of us is lying like I said was turning into a tv show and then she released one of us is next which is kind of the sequel she releases a book like every year now so there's plenty of cool thrillers with interesting dark twists at the end that you can enjoy from her so that's karen m mcmanus so now does she write a series character so do they have reoccurring characters or this is these are all standalones so most are standalones the, the sequel to one of us is lying uh one of us is next is it has like a new cast of characters but a couple of the ones from the first book feature in it mm -hmm. so it's not like she has a detective or anything that she's written it's always like a, a new cast of of characters who are figuring out is one of them a murderer who, or is there a murderer or what's going on so yeah sherry lapena's books are the same it's a whole new cast of of people so it's not uh they're all standalones you don't you know it's not part of a series or anything any of her books yeah exactly and in fact i think you could probably read one of us is next um alone without having read one of us is lying but yeah and then her other ones as far as i know are standalone so it's kind of nice you can just like Let's see which one is in the library and pick it up and, and read it. So, yeah, and not have to worry about being lost. Yeah, yeah. My next one is actually a series character. These are books by Alex Kava. The series character is an FBI agent named Maggie O'Dell. She is a profiler as part of her job, and so she's solving crimes and or solving a lot of what she does is, is hunt down serial killers. Yeah, and she's a profiler, kind of yeah. like, so she works at the BAU, right? Yep, exactly, the BAU. You used to watch a lot of Criminal Minds. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's one of my favorite shows. I probably rewatched that multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, so she's a profiler, so she works here because I used to watch this show a lot. Uh, plus, I'm a big true crime fan, so. 
but uh yeah so it's like a it's a series and she's a profiler is there like a different serial killer every book or yeah i mean usually there's a different killer she runs across it's sometimes a serial killer sometimes just a just a bad guy killing people Mm -hmm. for you know personal reasons and so it just depends but uh there was one case where it involved a guy who releases a deadly uh, virus out into the world uh so and she ends up in different locations so uh alex kava does a really good job of keeping it fresh so you're not feeling like you're reading the same thing over and over again it's not formulaic as a lot of times happens with series uh, yeah. written books so oh nice well, and it's cool if they're in different locations, because a lot of times with the series, it's like they're a cop or they're a detective in one town and it's in the same place. So that's nice if she's a profiler and they move everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, it's it's also kind of funny because anytime she goes on vacation or she goes to a conference, she ends up finding killers. So that's always of course. You know, a little, <laughs> little reality suspension there. But yeah. Yeah. So awesome. My next suggestion, um, she, it's also not another, it's, she doesn't write series books. Um, They're always standalones, as far as I know. Uh, Her name is Courtney Summers, the author, and she writes fantastic, like, slow burn psychological mystery books. Um, Her breakout hit, which is the one that, like, it's one of my favorite books I've ever read, actually. It's called Sadie. Um, And it's interesting because she writes it like there's part of the story is told from Sadie's point of view and Sadie uh, hasn't had an easy life. Her mom has been in and out of the picture. And so she's mostly raised her little sister herself. And then Maddie is found dead and her entire world like just crumbles. And because the cops don't seem like they care, she kind of goes off to um, find the killer herself. And then, and that's part of the book, it's told from Sadie's point of view. And it's kind of like the past. And then the other part is it's a podcast. Um, There's this podcast host who hears about Sadie's story at a gas station, like overhears about it, and decides to investigate what happened to her because Sadie's been missing since she went off on this quest. And so it's really interesting to have like each chapter being like comparing the past from Sadie's point of view to what the podcast um, host is finding out and interviewing different people and everything. So it's actually really well written and very interesting to see it from both of those point of views and how they come together. I, I really love Sadie. And then Courtney Summers, she also seems to be releasing a book every year now. So it's interesting to do it from two different perspectives like that. I think mm-hmm. like true crime podcasts have really become popular. And so using that as sort of a part of the, the storytelling is really a new and interesting idea. Yeah, exactly. And then another one that she has out is called The Project. And it's about um, another girl trying to get like investigate this cult that her sister has joined. She has a great writing style and her topics that she chooses are always really interesting. Um, And then, you know, she's really good at building up the suspense and you really don't know what's happening until the end. So um, Courtney Summers, I would definitely recommend uh, her if you like thrillers, especially getting into the relationships and psychology of the characters. 
All right. Well, that's our list. So listeners, do you have any suggestions for us? As we always ask, um, if you do, you can write to us at our email address, which is podcast at kirkwoodpubliclibrary.org. And I'm sure you do have, I mean, like if you're a thriller or mystery fan, Janisha and I would love to hear from you if you have any suggestions, because we both like reading those. And uh, so I decided, I mean, I know I just admitted at the beginning of the podcast that I've only seen one Hitchcock movie, but I'm going to quote Alfred Hitchcock to (laughs) uh, end this podcast because it just seems appropriate for the whole thing. Give them pleasure, the same pleasure they have when they wake up from a nightmare. (laughs) Alfred Hitchcock. Very nice. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. So that that was his entire view. And I think it applies to anybody who writes or reads mystery thrillers. So you take pleasure like when you're waking up from a nightmare. (laughs) Join us next week when we welcome author Zoe Sivak to the podcast to talk about her new book, Mademoiselle Revolution. 